And now, your prayer intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions. Happy to spend the next half hour with you, praying and talking a bit about your prayer intentions. And I want to start by mentioning that I'm going to start something a little bit different. We're going to kind of start it this week, but it's going to be next week that I'm going to try and do it more. And it's not a gigantic change. There's not a huge change coming to the show. It's that I've decided what I'm going to try and do is focus the show, in terms of the things I talk about, on the scripture readings for the week it's going to be played. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is I'm, I thought about something from the screw tape letters, and as you, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know I'm a big fan of C.S. Lewis, the screw tapes letters. One of the letters in particular, I was re-listening to it recently. An, uh, there's a great audio version uh, with the actor who plays Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movie, Andy Serkis, as screw tape, and a live cast playing the people being tempted and Wormwood, the rookie tempter that's being uh, trained. And it's actually interesting because the players who play the particular, the tempters for the particular people also play the people because they're given the same voice, which is interesting. But there's one particular screw tape letter where he talks about how the person goes to one church in particular and the devil is always saying, so no, we don't like that. We want people to be a connoisseur of churches. I mean, granted, we want, if you go to a church, we want you, the people should go to a church and be, you know, learning what's being taught. You shouldn't be there as a critic, except for if something is false, if something, if a particular priest is uh, teaching something false, then you want to be able to critique enough to reject something that's false and non-doctrinal, uh, such as the very interesting creed that some uh, woke churches, not Catholic churches, thank God, have started to introduce to replace the Nicene Creed. But just so that you understand what doctrine is and so forth. But you're not there to, okay, it's not, this isn't important. That The sideshow things are not as important as the message of learning to better follow Christ, which is what it's for. And in the show, in that particular letter, he talks about how one priest kept uh, watering the sermons down. He basically talks about the same eight lessons over and over. And maybe it's because, obviously, I do the show, so if I talk about something a second time, I remember it. I'm worried about getting too repetitive in terms of what I want to say. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and stick towards the gospel and the readings of the week so that the repetitiveness will only be in the three-year cycle, so to speak, or on particular holy day. It's like you'll always... Hear me talk. I can guarantee you, anytime Ash Wednesday comes up, I'm going to talk about that first reading from Joel because it is my favorite Old Testament passage. And it will be the first reading at my funeral when the day comes. But other than that, in ordinary time and in the other days where you have the cycle, I'm going to try and stick with the unique readings from the cycle. And the cycle is there for a reason. Because cycle is there to make sure that you are taught all the Gospels and that you are taught the important points of it. The important points from the Old Testament, the important points from the letters. Because when it comes down to it, over the course of three years, once a week, it, you can easily go through the uh, Gospels and the New Testament, pretty much. 
Old Testament, you're not going to get it all because there's so much of it. And frankly, a lot of them are repeats of this person was the descendant of that person is the descendant of that person. If you read the whole Old Testament, you will notice that in several places, you'll have a lot of genealogies. And there's nothing wrong with a genealogy, but a genealogy isn't going to teach you a lot in terms of following Christ, in terms of all of these things. So I want to start leaning towards that to make sure that things are being fresh. Now, it's also worth noting, and this is something, one of the interesting things that has come up in The Chosen, for example, is that the Sermon on the Mount, for example, the lessons from the Sermon on the Mount were probably taught by Jesus in other locations as well. It's like comedians would, who would go, you know, as long as they haven't heard the joke, it's a fresh joke. So comedians before the age of the Internet, the Marx Brothers, for example, would tour, and they would try the jokes on different audiences and refine their act from it. The places that it worked, the stuff that worked, they would keep. The stuff that didn't work anywhere, they would toss. And that's how they honed their craft. And then Jesus would have different audiences. He had one audience for the Sermon on the Mount. He had one audience for in this town, one audience in that town, because you're dealing in an era, and people forget what type of an era this was. It wasn't an era where the average person traveled. The average person lived on subsistence. Basically, I need to be able to find what I can live on for the day. They were lucky they had a plot where they had their own grapes, or they had their own vines, they had their own things that they could grow. But the Middle East was, is not a Garden of Eden, so to speak. It's not like the Iowa wheat fields. So people were living subsistence. The vast majority of people who didn't have education, who didn't have uh, things that could rise them up. Now, granted, the people of Israel, you had a larger amount of people who had been taught because of the scriptures, which is another advantage of, of the Jews. But still, people in that era in fact, until you got to the industrial era, most people, farmers or subsistence living. Subsistence living was the norm. And I, I've actually said this many times. If you go to Market Basket, for example, you can buy a whole cooked chicken for $4.69, a rotisserie chicken. And the minimum wage in Massachusetts is $15. Now, if I had told my Sicilian grandfather, who was born in the late 1800s, that for 20 minutes of labor, the amount you would earn in 20 minutes of labor, you could buy a whole chicken cooked that you could feed your family. And you could, I mean, you could feed four people with a whole cooked chicken. What you would earn for working 20 minutes, he wouldn't believe you. And you could do it every day. Wouldn't believe you. He would have thought you're just dreaming. But that's the reality now, because at least in the United States, where we have a much more comfortable life. And because our lives are so different than Christ's and so different than the people who lived at the time of Christ, sometimes we don't get the lessons, which is why it's important you know, to go to Mass, why it's important to go to a priest, why it's important for a priest to be trained in theology. Because when you're trained in theology, you're also trained in the history. So you understand... The setting where Christ said what he said. Now that doesn't mean Christ would not say something revolutionary. Christ said many revolutionary things. But he did, did. He said and did what he did. 
And if he wanted to do other things, he would have. That's one of the things about being God. Which is why if someone says, well, just because Christ didn't do it, Christ didn't do this because of his times. Well, Christ was God. He could have done it <laughs> if he wanted to. That's, that's the point. <laughs> when you're God, you're able to do certain things. And you're able to preach certain things. No one's. I'm not going to put a limit on God's ability to do things. So I want to warn you that you're going to hear a lot more about gospel readings for the week, a lot more about the various readings that are coming up. And this is what the church does, and the church does it for our benefit. If you're a daily mass person, the cycle's two years. If the, you're a weekly mass person, the cycle's three years, years A, B, and C, where you have a different uh, synaptic gospel, and then you John gets filled in when the re on certain times. For example, we just finished Easter, and a lot of the gospel readings during Easter Sunday come from Christ's long discourse in the Last Supper. There's you know, a couple of chapters of Jesus talking to his disciples at the Last Supper. That's fairly consistent over the years. Well, anyway, so I wanted to let you know that that was coming. And we'll start this slightly today in the sense that I took a look at next week's readings. And... Again, it was come to all of you who labor, and you will find rest, for I am meek and humble and of heart. My yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, this might sound like a very odd thing to say, because Christianity can be hard. People were and still are persecuted for being Christian. Now, we haven't reached the point here in America where people are being murdered for their Christianity as is still happening in Africa and parts of the Middle East. But you're starting to see the difference between Christianity that was easy and Christianity that's harder. But Jesus says, my burden is light. But what does Jesus teach people, too? Take that in the context of his sermon on the mount, where he talks about, you know, don't worry about where you're going to eat or sleep. You know, your father knows you need all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all else will be given besides. Now, when Jesus says all else, it's not all else that you want. All else that you want is not promised to you. But your father knows what you need before you ask for it. And from what I can see, and this is my take on it, I'm, I'm not claiming to be the great theologian of the 20th century, or the 21st century, since that's the century we're in these days, is that people can get by. You can find yourself getting by. That's the light burden. You can handle it. Because you have Christ, my burden is light because... Christ has taught you how to handle the burden of loving your neighbor, of going the extra mile, of loving your enemies. If you have Christ inside you, if you have Christ as your teacher, if you have Christ as your rabbi, you will be able to handle things that you can't handle otherwise. And remember, the world is the devil's plaything. Christ refers to him as the prince of the world. Because the world and the flesh is anathema 
to spirituality. It's anathema to what Jesus teaches us. And it's something can be very, very hard. It's like a, there was this very, very famous exchange when they were talking about gay marriage back in 2008 with a, it was a Protestant pastor, Rick Warren, who's actually in the news lately for a totally different reason. But he was being questioned by a woman on, I believe it was the Today Show, about, you know, but why isn't this natural? If this is natural, why should the church condemn it? And he says, listen, just because something's natural doesn't mean that it should be allowed. He's over there. I am naturally attracted to every beautiful woman I see and naturally wish to sleep with them because that is my nature as a man. But Christ tells me this is not what we're supposed to do. This is not what we're supposed to have. Gluttony. You know, we're naturally you want to just grab things, grab things, grab things. Greed, gradually, naturally, naturally, wanting to grab things. But Christianity civilizes us. Christianity teaches us, no, we're not going to covet our neighbor's goods. We're not going to covet our neighbor's wife. We're not going to covet this. And look what happens when it, when you don't do it. Look at King David and um, Bathsheba. Look at what happens. Bad things happen. Which is why if you take the burden of Christ, his yoke is easy and his burden light, the yoke is easy. It's not a hard thing. It may be difficult on occasion because of our fallen human nature. It's not a hard thing. And when you carry that burden, when you decide, I am going to be a follower of Christ, and I am going to follow, and it's, it isn't easy. If it was easy, we would not need confession. But which helps us get us right. But we can handle it. We can handle things. It makes it easy. Being willing to do these things, to follow the way of Christ, makes things easier for us to handle, easier for us to do. And that's really the lesson there. You know, come all who labor. If you're labor, if you're trying to fight against the world, I will give you rest. I will give you repose from these things because I will show you how to deal with it by loving God and by loving your neighbor. It brings you a peace. And look how many people who do not follow Christ do not have peace. Look, think, think about it in, in, in a, on the media. and Think about how many people who do not follow Christ do not have peace. And there's your answer. So consider that as you hear it in the gospel this weekend. My yoke is easy and my burden is like. That is what Christ is saying. And we should take up that burden. Because that burden, that discipline, is the way to eternal life and salvation. Now let's get to our prayer requests. As I've said many times, the best way to get our prayer request in is to put it on our prayer wall. We have a couple of prayer requests on the prayer wall today. This first prayer request is grace for the tender love of the cross. And I was just saying that 
Christ helps you, you know, get by, you be able to handle things. And I think that the more advanced people, the people who are stronger in faith, will sometimes say, all right, I want to be stronger. I want to be better. And Christ will give them crosses. It's the people who bear the cross. Christ will help you get through things. But if you really want to do, get beyond where you are, it's taking up crosses. And we have a prayer request here for successful surgery on my 11-year-old grandson for his right arm dislocated from birth. It's going to come up in August and says, please pray for Benedict. And I presume that's the grandson. So we're going to very happily pray for Benedict. We've got our standing requests. We've got a prayer request for uh, Nancy, for Mary, for Eric. For the donors to WQPH, and we thank you so much for donating because you keep us going. And for the pastors and all those in the area. And I want to offer two prayers for the two Marianne's, one from the station and one outside of the station, I'm, who both need prayers. So we offer those prayers. And, of course, for the intentions of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia who have asked us to, to pray for them regularly. How important are those regular prayers, these once-a-week prayers that we give for those people who have asked? Think about, and I say this again, think about becoming a donor. We pray for the donors every week. Maybe you're not named specifically, but we're praying for you every week. Think about giving us a hand. And think about doing that with other people. You know, there's many, many other places out there that do perpetual masses and such. Think about that. All of these things can help you out. And since we're talking about the uh, the sermons that Jesus gives, today we are going to pray the third mystery of light, which is the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to begin it now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The third mystery of light is the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, this eighth decade in honor of the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven, and we ask of thee through this mystery and through the intercession of thy Holy Mother to recognize the works of God all around us. And we're, I'm also going to pray for my wife because I always pray for her on this decade. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and all souls into heaven, especially those who are most in need of thy mercy. May the grace and mystery of the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven come down to our souls. Amen. And we will now pray for the intentions of the Holy Father for those doing the indulgence calendar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, for the grace of the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke and we humbly pray and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. We pray this as we pray all things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we're going to be going to our uh, closing prayers in a moment. And before we do, let me wish that I hope you all had a very nice 4th of July. And for those of you who are French, let me wish you a happy Bastille Day, which is coming up. And as we reach the half point in this year, let us all resolve to have a better year of faith than we did, better second half than we did the first half. Now our closing prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, send forth your Holy Spirit upon this show, upon this station, upon the stations that carry this show, upon all the shows that are broadcast here, and all the listeners of our show and the others, to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds, so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church. And follow the way of your son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the light. We make our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we pray it in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to mention something I mentioned in passing, and this is going to sound slightly repetitive, but I want to mention it again. Remember how I said, growing in faith. And remember how I said we should be able to critique, that we should not critique churches per se, but we should be able to critique something if it's false, if, it's, if we're being taught something false. The way to do that, the way to be able to do that, more prayer, read the Bible, read the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Read those things. Pay attention to those things. Learn about your faith. The more you know about your faith, the more you'll be able to defend it when the time comes. Goodbye and God bless. On the WQPH Community Calendar. If you get a chance, swing down to St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camilla's Church on Mechanic Street in Fitchburg. And at the 
entrance, there are envelopes with the names of bishops. And we, we talked about adopt a bishop. There are prayer cards and stuff that you can grab so that you can adopt a bishop to pray for. They're sitting there right at the entrance of the church. If you walk in, you look to the right just before the confessional, they're on a little table. So if you want to do the adopt a bishop, go down to the church there, get an envelope, get the prayer cards, and adopt a bishop to pray for. Country needs your prayers, and the bishops who are going to shepherd us through this time, no matter how this time ends, are going to need it more because they're going to be the ones who will help us to get to where we need to go as the princes of Christ. So go down there and, get, and grab one and adopt a bishop, or just pray for a bishop on your own. You're listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. And now a word from author Peter and Jimmy, who is the host of Your Prayer Intentions, taking place every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Whether you're donating money or giving us prayers, without you, we don't go on. And if you do want to help us go on, please consider going to wqphradio.org. There's a donate button there. You can give once, you can give monthly, and it makes a difference. It keeps all of our shows, and we have a great lineup of shows, keeps us going. And whether you're a fan of uh, your prayer intentions, whether you like Steve's show, Benedict's Hammer Sundays at Midnight, whether you like Brother Matthew and Brother Anthony from From the Housetops, which is on Sundays, 10.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. Whether you're a fan of the Children's Rosary, which we have every day at 5 p.m., seven days a week. Whether you like our local matter show, which is Saturday at 11, or Talk Catholic, which comes right after us at 12.30. Larry's Music Off, Sunday at 11 a.m. We have the Shepherd's Pie, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or Dan and Tom with the 13th Apostle, which comes just before us at 11.30. Any of those shows and all the stuff you donate, you help these things come out. But also at the WQPH website, in addition to podcasts of our shows, is the Prayer Wall. Right on the Prayer Wall, support WQPH and get WQPH 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on WQPHradio.org. This is Peter and Jemmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH. UPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on air or off and email that prayer request to WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. And we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, tweet me directly at the Tech Guy blog on Twitter or the Tech Guy blog on Gab. God bless you.